Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 13. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are sorry. <laughs> Let us apologize right yes. off the bat. Yes. June 13th, babe, I, I believe, know. was the last episode of Family days, from... Ten days ago. Wow. Time flies. And you know what? Um, it is definitely something that we will not allow to happen again. Uh, basically... Just life got... We've tried to read this book like five times. Yeah, yep. In fact, many of you have even saw the Twitter message that said, we are reading the book and we will be recording yeah, an episode right after this. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and then life occurred. And <laughs> life happens. Life does happen. But however, however, we do have some exciting news to share Very. for the Family from the Heart podcast. Very. Very. Very exciting. Okay, do you want to tell what am I telling? Am I, am I telling you about this? <laughs> well, what do you find very exciting? I find very exciting the next book. Oh, has, okay. Has been chosen. Well, we yes, we have chosen the next Is that book. Not the very exciting part. Well, that's one very exciting part. So, okay. what w- should we go ahead and tell them? But now? you tell them your very exciting part first. Well, my very exciting. Since I don't part know what it is. Is that we are going to schedule this show? Oh, and yes. So, you know, oh, I forgot it. That was like hours ago that we talked about that. That seems like <laughs> yesterday. That was like so earlier today. <laughs> Gosh. I don't know what to do with the whole 12 hours of sleep I got last night. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, I am very excited about the fact that uh, we are going to be recording on a regular weekly schedule. We are. It's going to be routine. It's going to be expected. And you know what is cool? On our schedule, anyway. You know what is cool is that it's a time that's already carved out on our schedule. A time that's already carved out on our schedule. So, it's not going to be like... Our Mondays ended up being as to where, you know. Well, the thing, here's the deal. Family from the Heart has always been a podcast that was supposed to be weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, actually, the, the goal was four episodes per month. Right. Uh, it, but the, the our intended goal was that we would record them weekly, schedule it on Monday night. And if it didn't work out Monday night, it would get pushed back to Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it got pushed back to Thursday and but we were doing Monday afternoons for a while while the kids were in yep. school but they're not now and so right and so we are certainly ad- um, adjusting to um, our new summer schedule and I think we've got some good adjustment now in I think fact so. if you have listened to episode number 100 or no 264 I think of my crazy life we had a business meeting last night was that 264 we did have a business meeting we did have yeah. a business meeting hold on one second it oh, just seems that. crazy that we would already make it to 264 oh 234 so oh, sorry 34 okay yeah. that sounds <laughs> oh that sounds so much less so yeah no doubt it's like 30 less babe. It is 30 that, less. that is a lot right so um anyway we did record a wonderful business meeting uh this past evening or so saturday night and uh we basically put together a new schedule for some different things uh, Mm -hmm. some new priorities in place for your work day for my work day right and uh it's all about just basically adjusting to the summer summer schedule with the kids being here and all of those different things i'm really excited about it but uh the thing is is that lost is in hiatus and saturday evenings at 10 p.m has always been the weekly lost podcast it has been well I am here to tell you 
that Saturday evenings at 10 p.m. is still going to be a recorded podcast. It's still going to be live. It's still going to be live at gspn.tv slash live. However, from it'll this, be family from the heart. It will now be family from the heart for the for, for, the, for the summer. Right. Yep. And uh, with the exception of this following Saturday. It, yeah. With the exception of this week. <laughs> yeah. The very first week after this announcement, we will not be doing it on a Saturday. But there will be two this week. Yes. There, and so the, yes. the live shows will start on Saturday, July 5th. That's correct. Yeah. We're going to kick off Independence Day weekend with a blast. We are breaking free from the old and 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 right. breaking in the new. So uh, we're very excited about it. And we hope that on Saturday, July 5th at 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time, if you enjoy the Family from the Heart podcast, you can come and watch us record it live and do this. At the very least, come and stay afterwards because we always have a rock and awesome community kind of live after show right. event, which is just awesome for community building. And uh, we hope that you'll take part in that. We have lots of fun doing that. So anyway, that's what's new. We are going to record um, our end we'll, discussion here of... This, right here. The, this this, is this the, podcast will be the end of... The Five Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. Right. And uh, we're going to cover the last three chapters, I guess. Right. Now, so you said you had some good news. Don't say the name of the book yet, but we've already determined the name of the book, right? Uh, Uh But did you say it in this episode? No. I don't think you did, right? No, I haven't said it yet. Okay, so. No, I just said that I'm I'm excited about it. Exactly. So, and so am I. Mm -hmm. And just know this. We are releasing another episode of Family from the Heart. This week. This week. Where we'll talk about the book. We're going to talk about why we're choosing the next book. We'll talk about the, the, the book that we're choosing. Why we're choosing the book. And why we desperately need you guys to participate with lots of listener feedback and, and all kinds of other wonderful things. It is going to be awesome. It is going to be an awesome time. Uh, I'm looking forward to really strengthening this area of our lives. Mm-hmm. Now, before before we go in this, I'm afraid to ask, okay? I am so afraid to ask, Stephanie, because last <laughs> week, or not last week, you know, four months ago when we did our last episode <laughs> of Family No. Two, ten days ago, right. when I asked you this question, okay. I got like this, like, I wasn't expecting it. I, I thought I was doing pretty good on communicating some love to you. And, you know, I, but maybe not doing the best. And, and that kind of came out in the first ten minutes of that last podcast. So I'm going to ask, <laughs> I, I'm going to ask again, how did I do since the last recording of Family from the Heart? At communicating love to you in your love language, better. Okay, better. And any. And I think that it it would be. I mean, just as as I communicate love to you, it, it is a growing process, and it's something that we are um, together learning to do. Right. So yeah. better. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, I will. I will just say that I still have my list up on the wall there. Uh, I will tell you that garbage can, baby, it's got new garbage bags in it all the time. So <laughs> that one's all taken care of. More of an effort when I see things that need to be done. I've hopefully been doing a really good job, I think, with Yesterday, the dishes. Um, you, you have been doing a wonderful job with the dishes. Thank you. And um, and yesterday I did I did notice it and take account and, and really feel loved when McKenna spent, spilled Kool-Aid 
all over the kitchen floor as we were walking out the door to go to church and and cliff stopped and mopped the floor yep i'm mean, not the whole floor just that spot but we didn't stick to it when we came home so exactly. I, I did thank you you're welcome and as far as being a home and available three nights per week, I haven't on that one. I haven't gotten down to three nights per week. Uh, I haven't gotten that yet. I am working on some new schedule stuff. I am doing a much better job, I believe, on when I'm here, I'm available. Mm-hmm. And so I, I am. And you're still you're you're still very good at being available when I ask you to be also. Yeah. I mean, so we're continuing. We to, talked in the last podcast, you know, that that one pretty much, you know, is is. It's going to be difficult because we are, you know, figuring this whole schedule thing out. And and I understand that. But at the same time, I don't think that I'm asking. I'm asking too much. And you have said that I'm not. So. um, You're not asking anything more than what I believe God is asking me to do. Okay. So that being, you know, I don't think that I don't think that I ever want to be a family where you come home at five o'clock every day. And, you know, I, I just that doesn't. I, I wouldn't know what to do with that. I never lived that way growing up and, and we've never had that type of marriage, that type of marriage thus far where you leave every day in the morning and you come home at a certain time and we spend the whole evening together. That's never happened. And so part of me thinks that, okay, this is, this is the request that I've made of you. But at the same time, you're like, you're stepping on my space. So <laughs> what I'm, are you I'm, doing up here? I'm having to, um, I'm, I'm having to learn how to let you love me and, um, you know, coming up and a lot of times where I, you know, I'm asking you to be a more participating in the, in the discipline and, and the rearing of our children that at the same time I can't get defensive and mad at you when you're disciplining my children. Right. Does that make sense? So <laughs> I'm children. learning how to let you love me as you are learning right. how to love me. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Okay. But yes, you have been doing better and I, I do feel more loved than I did 10 days ago. And I would like to say that my wife is still doing an excellent job at communicating love to me through the ways that we had discussed as well and and i feel my love tank is full and i thank you for that and and it's been a tremendous blessing in spite of all the anxiety and stress uh which is certainly at a high very high level at this point in time uh with this new business venture and not quite understanding how to navigate right. all the different troubled waters that we're sailing through uh I will tell you that it's been your your communication of love to me that has really helped me to to stay afloat and to keep a proper perspective and and to stay positive and 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 I thank you for that as well as uh, I must give credit and and thanks to my God and my Savior for for the time alone spent with Him that has also helped me to to remain cheerful a majority of the time. And to quite uh, speak to me quite eloquently when I'm not cheerful, and uh, and again that was you can learn more about maybe the historical background of that statement that is so from funny. my crazy when life you... episode number two thirty four, which is in the free feed for everybody. Okay. All right. So um, yeah, we are going to finish up here. We want to talk about the final two chapters of um, family 
five the, no, the five uh, love the five languages. love languages. I'm sorry, I am. You're looking for something. Yeah. What are you looking for? Well, I was looking for the show notes in the document section, and oh. so now I've got the show notes. Okay. All right. So basically, uh, the last two chapters are loving the unlovely mm-hmm. and the five love languages in children. Right. Okay. Correct. So let's start off with loving the unlovely. Now, Stephanie, you were very kind. Uh, the other night while you were reading to take some notes and I figure, you know, <laughs> it took us four attempts to get through this chapter. I know. And it's not because the chapter is bad. It's just, no, it's, it's just, just that craziness. I think that, I think that, um, I think that this podcast is making an impact not only on, on, or this book is making an impact not only on our lives, but on the lives of others. And that, you know, there was a, there was a struggle to get it finished. Right. That That's all. Yes, very much. And and we are overcoming those struggles here today. Loving so, the unlovely. So what do we have? Now, the, there was a big question. There, He, he talks about a lady, and her name was... Anne. Anne. Mm-hmm. And she asked Dr. Chapman a question. Is it possible to love somebody that you hate? That, that was the question. Pretty much. Yeah. And basically, she shared that she does not... Not only does she not like her husband... She hates her husband. Her husband had become her enemy. Yes. And um, we're talking uh, in in an area of just basically pretty much. Well, can you explain it better? Probably better than I can. Okay. Well, they had, you know, they they got married in the height of the in love experience. And, um, you know, that that euphoric phenomenon like most of us do. And once they came down off of it, they never learned to speak each other's love language. And, you know, they 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 never expressed love to each other. In it through the love languages. Which eventually led to never expressing love to each other. Right. And and Some empty he, tanks. He said, um, you know, he he said degrading and condemning words to her. He even told her, I hate you. And they had become enemies. Right. She, she didn't show love to him and he didn't show love to her. And so through the, um, through the counseling session, she was the only one receiving counseling. Her husband did not join her. Right. And the situation was that uh, while she obviously did not feel any love towards her husband, Glenn, at she all. She wasn't ready to. To end the marriage. Right. And the reason why. Is when everyone the, around her was telling her to get out. Exactly. And um, and the reason why is because she felt that divorce was just not simply something she should do mm-hmm. uh, given her faith. Right. Okay. Right. And so with that information, Dr. Chapman shares in this story, um, you know, basically what happened. Now, the the question kind of struck him. As like, oh my gosh, what a profound question. Like, so profound as to how are we going to answer that question. But before before he answered the question and they came up with this hypothesis that we'll we'll talk about, um, he did he made a statement in there that I think held a lot. Anger held inside becomes hate. Yes. We have to be able to communicate. We have to be able to to learn how to communicate with each other as as spouses so that we can get our 
our emotions out. And I know there are some people that hold them in all the time. Yeah. But um, he talked about his early marriage when he and his wife came down off of the euphoric phenomenon of falling in love and and were experiencing some similar things to to what Anne was talking about. Some very hateful adi- or some very hateful thoughts. Absolutely. And so he says this is how now they hadn't begun to explore primary love languages until later on, but but this is how they came to to a place where they had a healthy marriage. Okay. Okay. Discuss our differences without condemning. That is big. You know, I need to come to you and only bring myself to the table. It needs to be, you need to, you need to be able to word your, your questions, your responses in a way that holds you responsible, not holds me responsible, not you. So rather than saying, I'm so tired of you always leaving your dishes on the you know on the table you you never pick your your dishes up and and put them in the sink right and that's my phone so i need to pause that and we're back and we're back and so you were you were um you were explaining that when there is a disagreement or a problem i shouldn't come to you or you shouldn't come to me and say you do this all of the time, right? And Bas- you never, the you nevers, the you do this, the you do that, need to be pretty much taken out of. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so basically, instead of saying you need to do, uh, you need to stop doing this, or I'm so sick of it when you do this, and a, a better way to phrase that, and the way that we've learned to phrase things like this, being able to express your frustrating frustrations in a non-condemning way, would be to say, you know, hey, do you mind if I share something with you? I know that you're busy, and I know that immediately after dinner, you you've got a lot of work to do. But I, when when the when you leave your dishes on the table, sometimes it just communicates to me that that you're just too busy to help me out with even just moving them to the to the sink sink. would would you do me a favor and from now on just just help me clean off the table before you go to go back to work right so that's just an example of how you can take something that really frustrates you and makes you angry and to share that in a non-condemning way that really disarms arguments before the argument takes place right and that's not an easy thing to learn how to do. No, it's not. And and I will tell you, even though you and I know how to do it, we don't always we don't choose always to. Do it. Right. And so it's something that I'm 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 thankful that to be reminded of is 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 that we need to continue to do that. So okay. anyway, number one, discuss our differences without condemning. Number two, make decisions without destroying unity. Okay. That is, there are going to be decisions to make decisions that need to be made where you're on one side and I'm on the other. Yes. And we're going to have to come to agreement that I'm right and you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's the way we lived the first nine years of our marriage. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I know. So, um, you need to learn. We, even we need to learn. I I don't know. I think we do this. What? I think we talk through our decisions and come to a place where It's been a long time since we've made a decision that has really affected our unity 
as one as a married couple. Right. So, um, but it has happened. You know, there Mm -hmm. are times where you're on one side and I'm on the other side and at somehow through, you know, whether it is, it is talking it out or just putting them in a hat and drawing one, you have to be on the same page when the decision is made. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Okay. Anything else you want to say about that? No, I right. no, I think that that one's pretty straightforward. Okay. Give constructive suggestions without being demanding. Constructive suggestions without being demanding. I would say with all of these things, without being demanding is is the key part of that phrase. Mm-hmm. Giving constructive criticisms is always a place where you need to be super careful. It's a tippy-toe area. It is a tippy-toe area. And because it's very easy for criticism, either constructive or not, to be taken in a, in a, in a very right. sensitive way. And, and of course, that's, that's not just me. That's not just a certain personality type. It's just, it's just the way we are. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, if, 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 I tell you what really is helpful and, and what has been helpful in our marriage is when we have both set aside areas of time and places where we ask for some constructive feedback. Right. So if it's possible in a relationship to say, you know what, let's evaluate together where we are in our family in our or, or in our marriage or in whatever situation we're at. Can we evaluate this in a in a very non-threatening way here? And I'm going to ask you to evaluate me. You ask me to evaluate you. And and that way, because criticism is always difficult to take when it's unsolicited. Yes, it is. Unsolicited criticism is very difficult to take, I think, at times. But anyway, go ahead, Steph. And eventually learn to speak each other's love languages. Yes. And Primary of course, that's languages. where this entire book comes into play exactly so so then we learn how to answer um Anne's question is it possible to love someone whom you hate right or somebody who in essence has become your enemy right and so he dr chapman basically says you know what that is a profound question and one that deserves more time and thought. And so he asked her, says, you know, we have a counseling session coming up. Right, because she asked him, they just ran into each other one day. Right. And she asked this question. He says, this needs more time, more thought, and um, let's talk about this more when we meet this week. Right. And and so they agreed. And so here is the answer that he presented to her. Okay. Comes straight from the words of Christ himself. Yes. I tell you who hear me. It, it, this is actually this is from the book of Luke. Yes. Um, although I don't have, I don't have um, the this, reference. I think uh, it's earlier in the chapter that yeah. he gave the reference. But I'll tell you what: while you're reading it, I You'll will find it, it. Okay. I tell you who hear me: love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you, do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And so he presented her with a hypothesis and wanted to try and experiment with her marriage 
for six months. Right. Guaranteeing no outcome. Right. No improvement. But for six months to take these words and to truly live them out. Right. And so basically this comes from uh, Luke chapter 6. And uh, really the focus is on verses 27 and 28. And it says, but I tell you who hear me, love your enemies. And he says, let me, let me ask you this. Has your husband done things in such a way that he's positioned himself as, as an enemy? Mm-hmm. And, he, and she said, yes. Um, and he says, has he ever done anything that, that demonstrates he says, Has hate? he ever treated you as an enemy rather than a friend? Yeah. Okay. Go has ahead. he ever cursed you? Yep. Has he ever mistreated you? Right. Has he ever told you that he hates you? And to all of those questions, she answered yes. And exactly. And, and he says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. And so in essence, that's really what he came back with is, you know, is it possible to love somebody that you hate? Well, let's talk about loving our enemies, which is what Christ spoke about. Right. In and this. So, so he presented her um, an experiment. All of the work was on her end yep. with no payout from her husband, no expectation right. of return feelings from him. And so, um, yeah, he, he basically says, listen, you're, you know, you realize you're on your own. You have on, to take the initiative. You're the only one working on this marriage. Yep. He's not. And uh, one of the things that he proposed to her was that, number one, stop any and all verbal complaints. Anytime Glenn does something that you dislike or something that frustrates you or angers you, write it down. And of course, then at least for the first month, do not complain verbally. No, for the entire six months. Well, he said definitely for the first month. Okay. But he did. Okay. Okay. I apologize. That's okay. I Go love ahead. you. No, I love I you love, too. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, anyway, um, stop all verbal complaints. And after one month, he, she's supposed to bring those complaints to him. Is basically what what. And then right, she's supposed to bring those to to their counseling sessions. Right. And but but the only way for her to release them to get them out is to write them in her notebook. Right. And so she she is going to go home. She is going to begin to love her husband in what she believes is his primary love language mm-hmm. and um, and also his second. First being physical touch, second being words of affirmation. Right. And with no, making no request of him for the first month, at the end of the month, ask him, how am I doing? Well, first she goes home, she says, look. I want to be a better wife. That gives him the the knowledge that lets him know that things are going to change. And at the end of the first month, say, how do you think I did? You know, is there anything? Do you have any suggestions? And um, not responding to his suggestions, whether he be, um, you know, flippant or or um, just completely not acknowledging the the change. So, um, but after the first month, if he responds to your actions with positive actions himself, then you can make one request of him. In her case, it didn't happen until after the second month. After the second month of speaking his primary love language to him with no expectation of return, he responded with positive 
change that had happened and made some suggestions. And then she re- made a request of him. Only one request. And then he could choose to acknowledge it and, and love her in that way or not. Right. And um, anyway, so she she took on this challenge and she worked on her marriage. And um, I'm, can I, I'm going to read the, yeah, these, go ahead. these two paragraphs here. Okay. After the first month, um, I said, I want you to ask Glenn for the feedback on how you were doing. Using your own words, ask him, Glenn, you remember a few weeks ago when I told you I was going to try to be a better wife. I want to ask you how you think I am doing. Well, that's not the one I want. Oh, no. Bummer. Well, you, hey, that's a okay. free extra preview of the chapter right there. <laughs> that is. At no additional cost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the next six months, I somehow I had gotten on the page prior. In the next six month, months, Anne saw a tremendous change in Glenn's attitude and treatment of her. The first month, he was flippant and treated the whole thing lightly. But after the second month, he gave her positive feedback about her efforts. In the last four months, he responded positively to almost all of her requests and her feelings for him began to change drastically. So her feelings of hate toward him because she had made a choice to love him, to show him love, her feelings had begun to change. After how long? The last four months. Okay. Of the six-month experiment. Gotcha. Glenn never came for counseling, but he did listen to some of my tapes and discuss them with Anne. He encouraged Anne to continue her counseling, which she did for another three months after our experiment. To this day, Glenn swears to his friends that I am a miracle worker. (laughs) I know, in fact, that love is a miracle worker. And so she made a commitment, and she knew that it was going to be hard. Right. um but she stuck with it and and got a miracle in the end. Yeah. Now, th- this chapter did not suggest it in any way that this was a physically abusive relationship at all. No. And so I want to suggest um, with the title, you know, Loving the Unlovely, th- this I, I personally do not want to suggest that if you are in a physically, if you have been physically battered or seriously emotionally battered, by a spouse that you continue to stay in that relationship and and try to work this i would my my suggestion and i'm not a counselor i i have no qualifications whatsoever although i've been around ministry long enough and enough counselors to know that it's it's time to seek help and mm-hmm. so if you have been severely emotionally battered beyond you know the you know the the typical argument that husbands and wives have uh, or if there's some physical abuse that happens, get out, seek help right away immediately. But beyond that, I mean, if this is just the case of I just don't feel it, I just don't feel love and I don't feel loved by them. I don't feel any love for them. You know, is it possible? I mean, I've matter of fact, I just despise almost everything that they do. If it's possible, then try to speak to them in their love languages. Mm-hmm. And 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 I and will say... if you say, don't know what their love language is, we've talked many times that if you don't know the primary love language of your spouse and they don't know it, go back and look at their biggest complaints yes. over the last year. 
That is, the, if your husband or wife continually complain that you nag them all the time, or that um, that you never speak positively to them, guaranteed their their love language is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if your wife is continually um, complaining that you never spend time with her, you never talk to her. Quality time is probably her love language. Or you know? if you're the number one complaint is that you always talk down at me. You're always telling me what I'm doing wrong. You you never acknowledge anything that I do. then it could be it could be words of affirmation. What? Nothing. What? Let's go with it. What? <laughs> I already said that one. Oh, did you? I did. Christ. I started with that one. Did you start with that one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. I promise. Yeah, right. I'm not looking at yeah, the last right. two. I'm not looking at the last two <laughs> sections of the book. I promise. That's so funny. <laughs> no, it's not. That was really bad. I'm editing that out in post production. No, you are not. You leave it in there. Oh man, you are funny. I did start with words of affirmation. <laughs> that is so funny. All right, so that wraps up that chapter, and then we also read um, love languages uh, of children and how important it is. And we'll basically just briefly tell you that it that it's maybe, you know, it, there comes a point where your children may be, it may be too, they may be too young to completely understand right. what their real love language is. So you got to love them in all five. <laughs> so you got to love them all five. Right. And so I'm and I love what he says in the book. He says, listen, you know, there's a point when they're young, when they're so young. Uh, you know, acts of service, you pretty much got to do that. You, you got that one you covered. Change Without the acts diapers. of service, they're going to die. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh-oh. We'll pause here. And we're back again. So we're talking about loving them kids. Yes. <laughs> so um, anyway, if the thing is, is that if you have a child that is consistently loving on you, hugging you, refusing to give you any personal space. Could be that you have a child that needs to be communicated with the love language of physical Physical touch. touch. Uh, If you have a child that is always complimenting you and always uh, saying, Mommy, did you see what I did? Or Dad, did you see how good I did this? It could be words of affirmation. Uh, If you have a child that is always picking flowers and giving them to you, or or always making craft projects. Don't say that. What? Why? I have a child who's always picking flowers. I know. So <laughs> only they're weeds. Yeah. So, but uh, every every time they turn around, they're always like, "Look what yeah. I gave you." It, it right. could be um, gifts, uh, giving gifts that might be their love language, and receiving so gifts. receiving gifts. So basically. Um, in essence, there are some indicators. You have a child that wants to take walks or, you know, once come you're spend undivided, time with come me. spend time with me. Look quality what time, I've done right? here. Can I read you this book? It could be quality time. So the, so there are indications in here. In fact, there's an entire book called uh, The Five Love Languages for Children. Yes, there is. And uh, you can get that from our wonderful sponsor, which we're going to talk about in just a second. And uh, the one thing that I'll end uh, that we'll end on here is our, as far as our discussion of this book is that um, there is a profile on the back. If you don't know what your love language is, there's a profile for husbands and a profile for wives in the back of this book. So you can go through and ask lots of questions or it'll ask you lots of questions and it'll help you determine what your 
primary love languages, which I right. think is very important to know if if by the end of this ch- book you have not realized how important it is, uh, then, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. And then, of course, there there was a there was a little there's section a, called what? What? A uh, personal word. Yeah. A personal word from Dr. Chapman. Yep. And basically, he just says he wants this book to be. um, t- To be a book that that sparks newness in in marriages and that um, helps one family at a time, one marriage at a time. Exactly. And that when you're finished with it. You should give it away. Yeah, give it to Pass somebody. It Pass it on. And he says that's the best thing you can do with it. And in fact, that's exactly what Stephanie and I want to do. Uh, you know, we have a thing called gspn.tv plus membership. And to the next person who signs up as a plus member and requests this book, we will send you our copy. It has probably about maybe three markings in the entire book where we've kind of like just... Highlighted things that we wanted to read. Yeah, just Mm -hmm. put little brackets around a paragraph, maybe three different times, maybe even only two. But uh, anyway, we will be happy to ship it right out to you. So um, just consider You know what I think would be fun is to to write in here, number one, Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft, and then whoever we give it to, write their name, and then when they pass it on, they can put their name in there. Oh, you know, may, so so so, so we, maybe the person who receives it, maybe when they're done, they can they can, they can actually call us and let us know and say they're ready to send it to the next person. We can. <gasps> that would be awesome. And then this one book in my hand right here. Yes. Can touch many marriages that in, within the GSPN TV community. I like that idea. I think that is awesome. So anyway, uh, we we uh, do want to say thank you to our sponsor. Absolutely. Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. It's a Christian online bookstore. In fact, if you go to gspn.tv, uh, you will see a section on the right-hand side that shows the books that we're currently reading. And uh, you can get a copy of The Five Love Languages. And we encourage you strongly to get a copy of this book. And you can get it for, what was it, for $5.99? It $5.99 in the bargain book. Yeah, so it's it's available for $5.99 by clicking on the banner on the right-hand side of gspn.tv. And not to mention the fact that anything you buy from mardell.com, you get 10% off. And you tell them that you basically want to thank them right. for using us. You get 10% off and you communicate thank you to them for sponsoring Family from the Heart by using the promo code GSPN in the shopping cart. And I love it because when you t- when you en- when it, you enter it in, it says thank you uh, po- GSPN podcast listener. Cool. It's awesome. I love that they did that. You do all of our ordering on there, so I've never... Yeah. Yep. So it, it's been on. and and uh, we have some wonderful feedback that we are going to share in our next episode. Okay. And uh, we'll be talking about our next book in our next episode. We will. But uh, we do want to encourage you guys if if you've enjoyed Family from the Heart and you've enjoyed our coverage of the five love languages, uh, then please do me a favor and support our sponsor by shopping for your uh, Christian books, audio tapes, uh, Christian DVDs. Uh, Bibles, gifts, whatever, uh, at mardel.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. And again, just use promo code GSPN in the shopping cart for 10% off. Cool. 
I'm excited about our next book, Stephanie. I'm so excited about our next book, and I have to tell you that we'll probably be quite a bit through it. I'm hoping that we'll be quite a bit through it before we start the podcast. Yeah. So, well... Or with with some of the tools. Yes. And so, uh, we'll be back very soon with that next episode. Yep. Definitely won't be 10 days, that's for sure. <laughs> no. And already, go ahead and write it down on your calendar, Saturday, July 5th, 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Bye-bye.